it's so much, you know, let me do this. So we're going to go to John chapter 2, verse 1 through 10 or 11. But Jerry also put in the chat, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms in Three Peas Church from Sister Sandy to Carolina, my sisters Jessica, Sam, Diana, my wife, Anitra, and my mom Rosa, because it's hard to be a mom and deal with so much and always having the answers that we don't have for my wife. There's not enough words, enough I, uh, enough I love to say, because we've been married 13 years, and we always get through everything with prayer and, and God in our lives. So God bless you, Brother Jerry, for sharing that. <laughs> I want to talk today just for a few moments, praise the Lord, on this beautiful Mother's Day from John chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. Uh, we're going to talk about the first miracle that Jesus ever performed. And it's amazing, uh, uh, this, 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 this passage we're going to look at today, uh, because my thought is, whatever he says, do it. He, meaning Jesus. Now, you all know how it is. We don't always do what just anybody tell us to do. Even those that should listen don't always do it. You know, is there an amen in the house with some of the kids and some of the mothers, the fathers in the house? You know, Johnny, take out the trash. Two days later, it's still sitting there. You know, but when, whatever he says do, Jesus, we should do it. See, as I was looking at this passage, I was, it, it was a couple of thoughts that came into my mind. Is, is uh, listen to your mother, for one. Uh, 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 mother is always right. Mother has some discernment. But we want to talk in, in general about what it, but whatever he, Jesus say, do it. That means to obey. That means to obey the Lord. You see, uh, you know, and I, I heard Brother Chucky talking about, oh, we missed Pastor Warren. He can close his eyes in prayer at the end. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it, it means something to obey God. Brother Chucky got in a little trouble about the streetlights. You know, I, I honor my mother. Uh, she's, she's been uh, it, it gone to be with the Lord since 2008. Uh, she was very instrumental in our lives. We were poor and didn't know it. She prayed all the time. She worked two jobs. And I remember a time in my life to where she was just broken, just broken, saying, where did I go wrong? I've shared this story before. And I said, Mom, if you ever cry again, it won't be because of me. I didn't know what I was saying, but God heard me. God heard me. And from that day to the day she passed away, she had never cried another tear of sorrow for me. I remember uh, when we were, you know, everybody kind of go through all the stuff that's left when mom or dad pass away. And the one thing I wanted was her Bible. And in her Bible, <laughs> Sister Dolores, she had so many notes, so many prayers. Now, here I was probably about 50-something then. One of the notes and one of the scriptures in the Bible said, and one of her prayers, God bless little Reggie. <laughs> you know, me. And she's battling cancer. She was reading her Bible constantly. I, I think about those things. You know, so it's nothing like a mother's love. And if anybody know their children, mothers do. Mothers do. 
brothers know the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, uh, let me get in my word because I could talk like this all day, but I do remember this one instance. My mother whooped me for what I was thinking. I said, oh, <laughs> I know I'm in trouble. Because she had, she had, she had chastised me, she had, she had talked to me, and you know, we, you know, we, we learned that she would talk to you and show you your transgression. You just start crying from listening to her. But I had the nerve to get mad. I mean, I was right now mad. And she looked at me, she said, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and then she said it. I'm like, <laughs> and I mean, she told me up real good. Because she knew me. She birthed me. She loved me. She cared about me. And if a mother can love like that, how much more about Jesus? The son of the living God. Thank you, Lord, who came down from heaven down to redeem you and I. Thank you, God. He's written our names in the Lamb's book of life. He loved us with an everlasting love. Nobody liked the Lord. So whatever he say do, guess what? We ought to do it. Let me take you to Cana of Galilee just for a few moments here. Somewhere maybe around 27, Pastor Jones, or 27 or 28 A.D. And, and it says, um, you know, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. You know, it's so much in here, but I said I'm going to be short today. I'm going to be short. But in Genesis 2.24, uh, the Lord God said, For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to their wife, and they too shall become one flesh. Isn't it amazing that the first miracle that Jesus did was at a wedding feast? God put his stamp of approval on marriage. Thank you, God. And so in, in verse 2, it says, Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. This wasn't just your average run-of-the-mill wedding. These folks took marriage and wedding serious. Sometimes it would last for a week. And it, it was a religious connotation to it. They were putting a stamp on what God had already approved when he created man and woman. And here Jesus, thank you, God, he, him and his disciples invited to the wedding. You know, can you see Jesus stroll, strolling on up to the wedding? And all the disciples, the mothers, it, it seemed like it was a family affair. Thank you, God. And, and verse 3 says, and when they ran out of wine, when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Now, she at this time had other children, <clears throat> children. You know, don't go Oklahoma on y'all now. <laughs> but but she said Jesus. She she didn't she didn't say John or Peter, Andrew, Judas, of course not. She said, Jesus, they have no wine. So here's the situation at the wedding feast where everything they prepared have run out. Have you ever had a, a function at your house and, and you were just praying and hoping that all the stuff don't run out before everybody gets something to eat? You know, because it's real embarrassing, you know. And so, 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 again, a mother knows her children. And so Jesus said to her, woman, 
and this was not derogatory. Matter of fact, let me just stop there for a second. In John, Mary's not mentioned. It's always Jesus, the mother of Jesus in John. The mother of Jesus. You know, even when we find ourselves at, at the crucifixion, woman, behold your son. This is a term of endearment. Jesus, he, if anybody knew what it meant to honor their father and mother that their days may be long on earth it would be Jesus he said I came to do the will of my father see and, and, and he was raised by his mother who birthed him and when, when they ran out of wine the mother said to him said Jesus said to him they have no wine Jesus said to the woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come Jesus had not performed any miracles at this time, so I don't care what legends say. You know, you got people come up with all kind of legends. Oh, yeah, when, when Jesus used to get in trouble when he was in the bathtub because he wouldn't sit down, he just kept walking on it. No, that's just, that's just, that's just legend. That's just a story, you know. Oh, yeah, he made play dolls, and then he brought them to life. No, no, this is the first miracle that Jesus did. All right. So Jesus said, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. It's coming. And, and, and now, lo and behold, it's here. See, it, this, this is so, it's so much in here because remember Mary, when the angel came to her and told her that she was going to birth the Messiah, she was like, how can this be? I don't know a man. But the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and, and that holy thing conceived in you will be of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and we find that times Mary would see things and hear things, and, and she would ponder those things in her heart. See, where, where, where the naysayers have said, this girl have got pregnant out of wedlock. <laughs> that ain't what God said. See, I don't care what the devil say, but what God says is what counts. Thank you, Jesus. And, and so, uh, so okay, we see the scene. He says, my hour has not yet come. And look at, look at Mary. I, I think she was anointed and appointed. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says, do it. Thank you, Lord. That's where the subject comes from today. She says, Jesus, there's a problem here. And he says, well, my hour has not yet come. But she's not through. You know, women have, mothers have a way of, of having a little patience sometimes. Of kind of observing the situation and saying and doing the right thing at the right time. Don't think that these men, and uh, me in particular, watching you sisters, y'all know what you're doing. And that is, <laughs> that is such a blessing. My, my wife, she knows how to work me, you know. You know, the answer of the day might be no. By the time she gets through with me, yeah. <laughs> No problem. You're right, baby. You know. But thank God for Jesus. Whatever he say, do, do it. All right. Verse 6. Now there were six, there were set there six water pots of stone. It's easy just to blow by that, but these stones, these, these pots of stone were, were set aside for ceremonial cleansing. 
These were not just any, oh, go find a bucket from Home Depot or something and put water in it. These things had a purpose in the families of, of, of the Jewish people at that day. Now, there was, there was set, set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of, see, here it is, a purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Hmm. Six times 30, 180 gallons. Jesus, we don't have no wine. We can run out. <laughs> See, little means much when it's placed in the master's hand. Thank you, God. Verse 7, Jesus said, said to them, now mind you, she said, Mary said, whatever he say do, do it. Even if it don't make sense, do it. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they, obedient, filled them up to the brim. I mean, they, they, they got, I mean, it was, uh, it was right there. Al, if you had to shook the, the thing a little bit, all the, some water would have come out of it. They filled it up to the brim. And verse 8 said, and he said to them, draw some out now. Put the water in, now take some out. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And, and take it to the master of the feast. Take it to the monkey monkey in charge. And they took it. And here's where it really blesses me. When the master of the feast, you see, now I don't know, see, I'm from the country, you know. We used to drink rainwater. Anybody know about that? We had the dipper, you know, and we would pray for rain. We would thank God for rain. You had this dipper with the handle on it. You know what I'm talking about, Sister, Sister, Sister Dorothy. And, and we'd go to that bucket and Pulled that thing up. Everybody would drink out the same thing. COVID now is like, mm mm. <laughs> Jesus, you better get some, get some more utensils. No, but. <laughs> so, when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and listen to this, and he did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. See, now ain't nobody asked the servants nothing, but they knew what was happening. Say, here you go, master of the, of the feast, taste this. He, hmm. The master of the feast called the bridegroom. Hey, 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 come on over here. What's, what's going Look here now. What's going on here? And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sits out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, now listen, y'all work with me. This ain't talking about they had got drunk. This means that they had drunk everything that was there. See, okay, people were drunk in those days. Wine was a staple in those days. But also, Jesus ain't taking part in no drunkenness. And Jesus ain't going to say, hey, yeah, this is so good. I'm going to get all y'all loaded. No. <laughs> you know, see, you know, Saturday night we went up to Napa Valley one time, a little resort up there, and it's wine country. We go into the wine tasting room, and they say, okay, what y'all want? A apple cider? <laughs> they like, what? <laughs> and we had us some apple cider, but but see, even, you know, whatever Jesus makes or creates, it's good. It's the best that had ever been made. 
He just now, I don't know, I can't speak to all the details, but I know one thing, Jesus ain't into getting folks drunk, and this is not a good scripture to use to justify your drinking. This is a miracle that Jesus performed to show the folks begin to see who he really is. And so, and he said, every man from at the beginning set out the good wine when the guests have well drunk, then that which is inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. In short, folks bring out the stuff that, you know, the, you know, what's left over, they bring that out. But here Jesus said, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to turn all this around. I mean, this is some good wine. See, it may not, it, he just made it, so maybe didn't have time to ferment. But the issue is, they had ran out of wine, and now they have wine. And they have the best wine they tasted at that feast. So, saints, what is the word saying to us on today? Whatever he say do, do it. And we have some examples in scripture. For one, uh, Luke 5 and 5. Remember when Simon uh, asked said him, Master, we've been taught it all night. <clears throat> We're fishermen of the, of, the number, of the umpteenth degree. And we haven't caught nothing. But Jesus said, Throw out your net on the other side. Let down your net for a draw. And what do they say? Uh, Nevertheless, at your word, we'll let down the net. They let down the net and they found they got so many fish, the nets start breaking, boats start sinking, because they did what he said to do. In Mark 4, 39, remember, and, and see, Jesus has authority over everything. Not just everybody, but everything. You remember when the disciples was out on the boat, Brother Mike, and the storm came up, and Jesus was taking him a catnap down in the bottom of the boat. And they ran to Jesus, 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 don't you care that we're going to die out here? Don't you care that we perish? Wait a minute, this is the same Jesus who called you to ministry. This is the same Jesus who have you seen minister and healing folks and, and caring for people and, and loving you. And now you asking him, don't you care if we die out here? Jesus, yes, I care. Don't you cast all your care upon me for I care for you, he says. So even the elements are subject to Jesus. So then he arose. Jesus got up. Okay, boy, let me get up. I can hear, Lord, in my mind, I can hear, Lord, let me do what I do. And see, he does what he do for our benefit, for our good, that we'll come to know him in a deeper and better way. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. Huh? Whatever he say, do it. And that means the wind and the waves as well. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. You remember some of you all were in Bible study on Thursday night and, and, and the Lord sent Cornelius down to Peter, down to Jabba, Peter, got a message for him and, and, and it came up to where the, the Lord gave him instructions on what to do and it said, and the voice came to Peter said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, listen to this, no, Lord, what? Now, the subject is, whatever he say do, do it. Here is a man, Peter, who knew the law, 
who knew the word of God, who, who knew God, and he heard voice, the Lord's voice, and he said, no, Lord, for I have never eaten anything uncommon or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time. <clears throat> what God has cleansed, you must not call This was done three times, and the object was taken back up into heaven. Get this. You know what happened after that? That man got to preach it. <laughs> he went down to Cornelius' house, where, where Jews were not supposed to go into under the Gentiles' roof. Cornelius had his, his, his family there and his friends there, and they were ready to hear what God had to say to the Gentiles and Peter said, I, God, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And he started preaching to those folks, and they got filled with the Holy Ghost right on the spot. So listen, saints, today, whatever God say to you, do it. Come on, somebody. I, I'm, I'm going to shut this thing down. But you know what? Sometime when God tells us, I said, forgive her. Forgive him. I want to let you know whatever he say, do it. It may not feel good to you, but it's sort of like castor oil. It may not be good to you, but it's good for you. When he says, be quiet, I'm not talking about your husband or your wife right now, your kids. I'm talking about Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. When he said, hold your peace. If you hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle, victory will be yours. When he says, don't go there, I'm telling you, if you don't go there, you'll be all right. But if you try and say, you know what, God, I'll listen to you after a while, you'll find trouble on the horizon. You'll find trouble in your way. Whatever he say, do, do it. I want to encourage somebody today, don't sit down on your gifts. Regardless of what excuse you have, if God has anointed you to preach, then listen, preach. If he have told you to evangelize, evangelize. If he told you to, to oh, hold the door for folks coming in and out, then do that with all your heart, mind, soul. Whatever he say do, do it. Do it with all of your might. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And sometimes it's not good. It's not, it's not easy to do what God is telling you to do. But if we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, he will lift us up in due season. In the name of Jesus. I'm so glad I did what God told me to do. I remember when it was a time, so many times. But it's in times where, where I just didn't want to say, I'm sorry. And the Lord say, you better say you're sorry. And we just wrestle with God. But when we surrender to God. Then, then that cool breeze come over us. That, that breeze of the spirit comes over us. See, so don't allow your wine to run out. Don't, when, when you see your, the wine in your spirit begin to diminish, when, when you see the wine of your joy begin to flee away from you, when, when, you, when you, you see the wine, uh, 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 it, it, it's just emptiness and and it seemed like I'm just going nowhere. Don't let it run out. There's some new wine. There's some fresh wine. There's some wine coming down from heaven that will give you just what you need. Praise God. I better quit.
Thank you, Lord. Whatever he say do, do it. Preachers keep on preaching. Teachers keep on teaching. It ain't about a particular place or building or denomination or organization. It's about Jesus. It's about saying yes to the Lord. It's about God, like, like uh, Isaiah said, uh, when God said, who shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Is anybody ready to go today? Listen, you all, y'all pray for me because I am excited. God is going to dry this virus up. God is going to fill the house up. God is going to energize the saints of God to walk in their calling, to do that which he has called us to do. And I believe when we all, each one of us, begin to walk in the ways of God and in the direction he's telling us to go, when we say, yes, Lord, and do it, we're going to see some miraculous things happening. Oh, God, I am excited. And on that note, I'm going to give it to Pastor Jones to close us out. Praise the Lord.